0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Pew, pew, pew.
1: <laughs> I ruined the first intro of my own show! Ha ha ha! Hey! Welcome to the full 90 Extra Time Podcast. It's back. It might even be better. I'm not setting my hopes too high, though. It's our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC nerdy soccer culture and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty, the MLS. Actually, it could be. I have no idea. So here's the deal. I worked for a long time with my dear friend Ross Fletcher to have an awesome segment on the radio and off the radio in the digital world that we live in now, where it's timeless and you can listen whenever you need to and fit it in between crying children on your commute or just when you're busy and like headed towards a soccer match or something like that. I do not pretend to be anything more than a Seattle Sounders soccer fan. I played soccer as a kid a whole bunch, so I know like... How it works, but I don't like specifically understand like advanced tactics or anything that a coach or a player might know. I can read the internet like you do. I just have a microphone and capability to record it and like some experience doing these things. So if you have problems with how we're presenting this, I welcome you to yell at me on the internet. But also, whatever, okay? (laughs) So that's pretty easy. Now, in order to make things a little bit more serious, to have a little bit more understanding, I brought someone boring in. Um, Ouch! (laughs) Hi, Brandon. Uh hi Greg. <laughs> <laughs> uh Brandon, you're not boring, but you definitely have a more detail oriented look at the world of the Seattle Sounders FC coming as a person who used to work within the organization.
2: Yeah, I just spend a lot of time on the internet nerding yeah. out about it. When that you're stuff.
1: supposed to be editing my blogs.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. I will get to it. <laughs> Damn it, Brandon. So,
1: um what I hope to do here is to engage the fan community a little bit, like we always have. I hope that Ross Fletcher will still join us. Uh, I have not confirmed that with him, though I should. And to get guests in that they're just kind of like involved in some aspects so we can learn about it. I know I've talked to like the co-presidents of ECS before to find out more about their organization, but there's a whole bunch of soccer clubs. There's a whole bunch of people involved in the community that we can like talk to that are do interesting things. I really want to get like the uh, guys who like make the kits for the team every week, or that like at the last second have to bring out that third kit and be able to play that. Like There's a bunch of like weird little details about the sport and running a soccer club like that that I have no understanding about whatsoever. Luckily, we work at a radio station, so we have access to that, and Brandon knows people, thankfully. So, uh, again, welcome to the Full 90 Extra Time podcast. We brought it back after a year off. Here we are. Now, this week, the back-to-back MLS Cup finalist Seattle Sounders FC take on the blossoming blo- Blossom Take on the blossoming, like a tiny little crocus LAFC in a battle for the Don't Call Us Chivas Cup. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're off uh, We're off and running. Uh, our guest today will be Matt Johnson. He's the radio voice of Seattle Sounders FC on a different station. Lame. Um, we'll talk to him because he is really involved with the team. He's traveled with them so far this year. Uh, we'll find out kind of like what the vibe is within
2: the organization, which is really cool.
1: So, uh, Brandon, you used to work at the Sounders in some capacity.
2: Yes. Doing what? Um, I was doing public relations and digital media for them.
1: Listen to how exciting he is. Not boring at all. It's amazing. I,
2: know. I was doing public relations.
1: Hey, look at that. He's got some personality. Hey. Brandon's one of the funniest people I know, but you put a microphone in front of him and he really locks up. <laughs> it's, it's it's quite the feat. I, I think that is common with a lot of people, though. Yeah. Um, You're getting better at it as you've go as you worked at the radio station for a couple of years now. Yeah. I feel like you're around it a little bit more. This is my fourth time on a microphone, so yeah. you know, I'll get better. Um, lots of exciting features and things to talk about. I don't know where you want to start. Brandon, what do you think? I'll, I'll leave it up to you.
2: Well, I think we should start with uh, maybe some headlines. Yeah. Okay. So great. We got some pretty big things that have been happening around. One, the biggest thing that I feel like that we should make note of is it's it's kind of a multifaceted thing. Is okay. the signing of Kim. Ki-hee out of South Korea. Um, he's a brand new center back to the team. Center back is
1: the defenders. Like right in front of the goalkeeper, you have like usually two tall guys that are like standing. I'm sorry for the people that know soccer, but just like for someone like I know, I can envision my wife listening right now and being like, I don't know. Brad Evans played there a couple years ago, Lori. So <laughs> one of those guys. Okay.
2: Ooh, I know what you're talking about now. Literally. Yeah. yeah for real. That yeah.
1: guy's handsome and my wife knows all about him.
2: Kim ki is also a very tall man. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, I think it's a great signing. Um, I think he's handsome. Yeah. <laughs> We signed him. The The most recent team he played with was uh, Shang, a team in Shanghai. I'm not even going to try to say the full name because yeah. I, I butchered every time. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, he's a team out of Shanghai. He actually was signed for the Shanghai team in China with uh, at the same time as Obafemi Martins. They were kind of presented together. Obafemi Martins being former the Se- former Seattle Sounder striker, the guy that did the backflips and yeah, scored flips, the goals. Yeah, 17
1: flips. goals in one season, oh like gosh, 2014. Get so out of here.
2: I, I miss you, Oba. Yeah, well, back. so— Although okay, so ha- it's a uh- a big fan of the pod. so that's Big why. fan.
1: Big, yeah. long-time listener. Yeah.
2: He, that guy uh, rides
1: an ATV around his Seattle apartment <laughs> when he was here. Uh, there's a lot of stories. I've heard a lot of off-air
2: stories about that guy being a real character. Yep. So.
1: Uh, but so he knows Kim ki
2: Yeah, I think uh, Oba was definitely one of the, uh, at least according to the SoundersFC.com website, they said that Oba Femi <laughs> I Martins, told you, we read the internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Oba was kind of one of the convincing factors. So China teams have this law or this rule in within their league that- yeah. not No Koreans, yeah, no Koreans. No, it's just a certain amount of foreign uh, players. I mean, MLS has a very similar rule. It's just a little bit less. But we welcome Koreans, right? We do. Yeah, yeah, we do like the Koreans in MLS. Um, And so they had to kind of offload some of their foreign players, and they he was one of them. And so now we have. Uh, Kim with our team And he's chosen I would say And I want to hear your opinion on this Yep uh, I am I know where you're going He has chosen A number It looks like they just Put a bunch of numbers In front of him And said pick one Yeah And uh, the number that he chose Is a little bit controversial
1: It's not controversial Is it not It's only controversial
2: Because people are idiots
1: Yeah Yeah He's uh, he chose number twenty, okay? Yes. And that's a long time, like a lifer, a guy who was a journeyman for the Seattle Sounders FC. His name's Zach Scott. He played here before they were in the MLS. He somehow made it onto the MLs squad when no one thought he would. He played like they weren't going to re-sign him. then they need a guy, and he shows up and delivers huge towards the MLs Cup. It was a guy that like the story you want for the athlete who's just like, I don't even know how I'm still here. <laughs> Somehow, the Sounders didn't retire his number, which has people upset right. in the world. Listen, number 20 is not a common soccer number that people wear. Usually, it's like if you wanted to be the number 10 and they already have one. And so, you, like if you're Van Persie joining uh, Man U all those years ago, Rooney's already there with a 10, so you go 20. Okay, fine. This guy just picked a number. It's just a number. He can respect the number and the legacy of a dude that he doesn't know or has no familiarity with because it's professional sports. He can respect that by being awesome on the field. Yes. By being a leader, by being inspiring like Zach, Zach Scott was. In retrospect, we can look back and be like, well, 120 was better. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the, it's not on him or the team or anything to respect that number unless they actually go to the trouble to retire.
2: Yeah, knowing that retiring numbers in professional soccer is like a pretty rare. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't think I've ever seen it across any other. I'm not for uh, it. Teams.
1: I um I don't I don't necessarily like it unless you're someone like Jackie Robinson. Sure. Uh, I guess if you're the Seattle Mariners and you've only ever had like one pe- one person that people can name that yeah. like really. I I know that that's misleading, okay? But if you're Griffey and you're going to retire that, okay, I, I get it. Um, you also have a, a slew of numbers to choose from, I guess. But once you start, once you get to the seventh or eighth number that's been retired, like slow down. Yeah, you it's not
2: super uncommon to have a number like 74 in in uh, baseball. Yeah. Um, but then, <laughs> I don't know if you ever watch those preseason games against Mexican teams uh, in soccer where like <laughs> the team is like, oh, number 136 just took a shot from 18 yards. It's because it's crazy. no matter what, they don't duplicate numbers in any level of their, uh, in any level of their... Their their structure. So if you have a youth team player playing with the first team, he's wearing number you know whatever four billion and, and nine. <laughs> they don't have that many people in Mexico. I promise. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So, I don't care. It's just a number. It's just a thing that the guy wears on his back. Like, right. it's not like you wouldn't replace, like, nope, we're never having another center back because Zach Scott is gone and it's not fair to him. We did, we're we retiring that position. We're only going to play with 10 guys from now on.
2: And no team would ever have another number 10 if that were the case. Absolutely. Like, Be- or number 9. Yeah. Or like these, like you these... retire Messi's number, or but that's actually Ronaldinho's number. And that was actually, you know, you go back far enough. It's like every player at Barcelona.
1: Absolutely. I'm not. This, to me, is a non-issue. Right. Don't... Don't judge the guy that's supposed to fill in for our aging back line okay. because like, of the number he chose.
2: Like. So let's not judge him by the number on his back. Okay. Let's talk about the sweatshirt that he wore to his <laughs> to his signing. This is the first time that he's probably meeting some of these officials, like Garth Lagerway, president of soccer and yeah. GM for the team, um, head coach Brian Schmetzer, uh, sporting director Chris Henderson. This is the first time he's Onion. meeting kind of the, <laughs> the top guys. And the shirt that he wears is uh it's a it's a famous korean streetwear i guess uh, I, I saw
1: it Brandon. i didn't pick up on it at first until uh, you pointed out to me is that me that's on his shirt
2: <laughs> I, you know what i think if you go to 1077n.com right now you probably see that that is actually gregor i didn't on that pick shirt. up on
1: it i was like so astonished with how handsome he is i didn't see his shirt but then gregor
2: huge in korea I, evidently <laughs> huge in america too as a tall person but very big in Korea.
1: So we've got this new center back, Kim Ki-hee, okay? Yes. Okay, I'm making sure I got that he right. He will
2: wear Kim on his on his jersey.
1: Because that's his actual last name, because we do surnames backwards here yes. instead. So Kim is his family name, and right. that's what he will wear on his shirt. Right. Okay, number 20, Kim, looking like he's a movie theater rope on the front because of the weird <laughs> jerseys this year, which I like, like sort of. I'm, I can't wait to see
2: them in use. I doubt they'll wear them tonight. Maybe they will. Maybe they will. I rode the bus the other day and, in Seattle and yeah. looked at the bus seat and I was like, oh, this is the blue version of the Sounders jersey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> where? 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 <laughs> the bluest skies
0: you've ever seen are in sea. and the hills, the greenest green in sea.
2: In sea. In sea.
1: All right, thank you, Perry Como. We did not get permission to use that.
2: All right, um, yeah, moving on. Okay, second headline yeah. that I feel like we should touch on and probably just touch on and then leave it forever. Oh, this is one of those, I read the headline but didn't read the story. Yeah, and I even read the story and have no idea what to make of it. Yeah. Um, it's a business thing. It's a. It's a Sounders FC are partnering with YouTube TV as the official online streamer of Sounder, Seattle Sounders FC, um, which like the team will all... Like, the broadcast will already be on regular, over-the-air television on, uh, you know, whatever. What about cord-cutters, Brandon? I know, I know. Us millennials, right? Um, (laughs) I don't do that, man. I'm not guilty of that. We are ruining, we are killing- Nothing, you're ruining nothing. You're murdering murdering the TV industry. Get
1: out of the way, old people. Okay, that's myself included. I I am as cusp millennial as you can be, but I feel like I'm a million years older than you, so.
2: Well, that, that partnership, I don't know really what to make of it. People are- uh, I think- Let's let that play out. Justifiably, mm, whatever about it.
1: <laughs> uh, it's more interesting to see that uh, Joe, Joe TV is the official now all all season long home of the Sounders as opposed to Q13. Same building, same company, right. everything's the same about it, but Q13 has now punted on the Sounders to, uh, to the Joe TV, where at least it'll be consistent and you'll know where to look. Right. Uh, as a free endorsement plug for Comcast, I have Comcast. I just set the Sounders as my favorite, and then
2: that's that. Oh, I'm that's fun. really
1: nice. Yeah, it always records everything in Espanol. Oh, <laughs> I wish I could tell it only in Inglés, but unfortunately, <laughs> that's not an option. So I get the I get Gunners versus uh, I get the Arsenal matches in both languages. I get all of the different leagues in both languages, which is just uh, fills up my DVR
2: quickly. Anyway, speaking of of Arsenal, I would like to jump straight into this. <laughs> How uh,
1: dare you! I know where you're going. <laughs>
2: Oh, into the preview of this LAFC match.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say uh
2: hot garbage,
1: hot garbage.
2: <laughs> My favorite segment. <laughs> we can, you know what? We should just jump straight into this version of of hot garbage. garbage. Hot, hot garbage. garbage. Yeah, we uh
1: we've got a uh, We'll take a look every week at who's hot, who's garbage, and who's hot garbage. Uh, at some point, we'll have some actual music for it and a song and stuff like that. But yeah. uh, starting this week, uh, who is hot there, Mr. Brandon?
2: This week uh, on who is hot, I think we've already talked about it. Yeah. We've, we've done enough. Um, but Kim Keehee, uh, really interested to see what he can do um, and uh, contribute to the team. You know, Whose face will
1: he wear next on the shirt? <laughs> I mean, I- he picked me, so that automatically makes him hot.
2: Yep. All yep. right. Uh, How yeah, about, I, let's
1: move on to, uh, let's, uh, let's go into the old waistband, garbage. Oh, garbage.
2: Yeah. This is this is truly, truly garbage. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Heartbreaking garbage. Uh, this garbage is the fact that Brad Evans is no longer with the team. Yes, He's this, gone. Yes, this news is, what, a couple weeks old at this point. Um, it's only been official for, what, a week or something. But yeah. anyway, Brad Evans, uh, former center back, right back, midfielder, forward, never goalkeeper, I don't think, for the Seattle Sounders, club legend, yeah. former captain. Yeah. has uh, became a free agent in the offseason and then uh has been picked up by Sport King, Sporting Kansas City. Thank you for adopting yeah. I refuse to refer to them by their real name. Yeah. yeah, so he is signed with them. Who knows what position they will play with with him. It's or play him in. Uh it's it's tough. You know, he you know He's a good friend of of especially your show in the morning. He's been really
1: good to us at the station. Um, We've had a lot of fun. Uh, We've worked together for Seattle Humane. He'll be missed, and I think he'll come back. I wonder if he owns the house he lived in in Kirkland, and if he's just going to move to Kansas City and rent there until he can come back.
2: On the Twitters, um, Stephen Fry has shared that he's selling his place. uh, Sounders FC goalkeeper Stephen Fry has shared that he's selling his place, and he took to Twitter with his massive following and said, please buy my house in South Lake Union, um, and a lot of people are speculating. Are you just going to move to Brad's place while he's gone? Maybe he's going to keep it warm for him. He's going to house it while Brad's gone. Every- or is Brad Evans going to buy Stefan Fry's house? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, you got a favorite Brad Evans? We're, we're running out of time.
1: You got yes. a favorite Brad Evans memory? Yeah,
2: I'll say my my favorite Brad Evans memory was two years ago. We were playing uh, some team in the CONCACAF champion, Champions League at Century League. Oh, yeah. Brad took the penalty kick that I believe put us in the lead. Uh, took the penalty kick. Immediately stared down the the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper kicked the ball at him, and and as you'll hear in this interview later with Matt Johnson, if you from a couple angles, you don't really get to see it. But from Matt's perspective, apparently, you were able to see Brad take uh, a few yeah. punches Suck. into the gut. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's one of the best things. It showed a lot of passion and heart that he still had for this team. I have a
1: very good memory of Brad Evans doing that thing where you're running down the sideline, and a guy steps in, and you kind of flick the ball like back over your head, like it kind of like. It's like a windmill almost it comes up and then over the guy in front of you like a scorpion tail only not like a scorpion kick and then he blows by the guy and keeps running and sends in a sweet cross and it's ah I'll never yeah. forget that part of it I don't remember what what even happened after that yeah so uh great dude sad to see you go that's garbage hot
2: garbage hot garbage yeah. this is the hottest of garbage <sighs> uh, poor Jordan Morris Jordan Morris excuse you know, me Mercer Islands own Mercer poor Mercer Islands own Jordan Morris thank you uh, Jordan Morris, Seattle native, homegrown player, homegrown young DP uh, designated player, which just means like, hey, we think you're cool and you're good for the we'll team. Spend the money we'll, on we'll you, dude. Pay you money. Yeah. Um, Jordan Morris uh, tears his ACL in literally the first game that means anything in the season, which was in the Concacaf Champions League down in El Salvador. Yeah. Um, Came off the field looking like he might be okay, yeah. like, and then left the place
1: with it. Yeah. His dad is the team, we'll, team we'll get doctor, into all this yeah. here when we talk to Matt here in a few minutes, uh, yeah. which is awesome. Uh Terrible to see young talent go out like that. Smart move that the team announced that they would not try and bring him back. They would, you can recuperate in six to nine months, which could put him in at the end of the season. But rather than stressing him out, rather than bringing him back, leaving him on the sideline for a full year so he can recover and hopefully regain what he is, uh, you know, he gets teased all the time for being one footed out there. And it's his speed that really is his thing. So to try and bring him back before he's fully healed and sacrifice some of that speed potentially is a bad move. True. So. Um, Okay, so this weekend we're looking at match number 1 of the year for Seattle Sounders FC versus LAFC at CenturyLink Field, 2 p.m. kickoff. The Don't Call Us Chivas Cup kicks off. I want to know, when we're looking at this, who is going to be our hero for the Seattle Sounders this week?
2: Uh, As much as I hate to say it, I believe that our hero will be Stephen Fry. Yeah. Uh, The man is an absolute brick wall. Yeah. he is uh, handsome as heck. Uh, you know that 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 goes a long way for me. You Quit guys, stealing
1: my angle, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I don't. The, basically, let's put it this way: I don't have a lot of trust in our cohes- cohesiveness as a team. Yes, we have a lot of people returning, um, but we're dealing with a brand new team who we know nothing about, uh, led by Brad Bob Bob. Bradley of uh, the the head coach of Brad LAFC. Bobley is a way better name for him. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, yeah, it should that should be his real name.
1: No, that is his real name.
2: <laughs> he should coach
1: Sporking Kansas City next.
2: Yes. Yes. Uh, Brad Bobley. <laughs> Uh, I don't think he's the villain, but if you looked at him, you would you would think that he was. Oh, the beautiful ball. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. so um, you're expecting Stefan Fry to have to be the thing that keeps everyone together.
2: Yeah, I, I'd say I wouldn't compare it to last year's MLS Cup performance where he stood on his head to only keep it down to two goals while our team yeah. did so bad, so very, very bad. I'm going to say if the hero for me is
1: either going to ah, I'm torn because I'm going to say Clint Dempsey. He's going to come oh. into this season. He's got another year under his belt here. He's a renewed Clint Dempsey. I think that he'll come in and be really fired up for this match, and he'll show up by doing no media.
2: <laughs> to be expected. Now, who's your villain, Greg?
1: I don't know anything about LAFC, so I guess it'll be the Seattle sunshine. Oh.
2: Oh, it could be Brad Bobley.
1: Oh, goddamn you, Brad Bobley!
2: <laughs> uh, I would say, I would say, while well, Carlos Vela might be their most well-known player, uh, just for v- pure villainy purposes, I think that their <laughs> player should be uh, Mutinho, which to me just sounds like the Felix Hernandez version of. Coutinho
1: <laughs> oh like like it's the
2: Wario versus Mario yeah yeah it's it's uh, his name is Jao Moutinho uh, who plays for LAFC your poor man I'm man's a going I'm a Moutinho <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so uh, that sounds very villainous to me alright
1: So, as always, we'd like to invite someone who actually knows what the crap they're talking about, joining us to pod with a hot bod and soon a new hip.
0: (laughs) Wow. I think you're 0 for 3. I I think you're you're hot bod, no. Uh, The rest of it, I I disagree, but good morning, good afternoon, whatever it is. He's Matt Johnson.
1: He's a radio voice of the Seattle Sounders FC. Now, Matt, we asked him to send us uh, a player. And you're the only person who showed up. <laughs> so what position will you be playing? Well, uh,
0: well how do you feel? <laughs> let me guess. Let me guess. Holding midfield. Uh, I'd rather be like backup goalkeeper. <laughs> uh, you know, water boy. Hanna so. I mean, come on. <laughs> Left out.
1: <laughs> well, this is what you got, huh? Brandon, see yourself out for that joke, please. Thank I, you. That's great. Um, okay, so we'd like to start off by asking a very uh, straightforward question. We want to know what your favorite sounder, squad, and player of all time is. That's your favorite sounder of... All time, your favorite squad of any soccer team in history, and your favorite player overall in the world. Well, favorite
0: sounder, uh, unfortunately, now that he's gone, but is Brad Evans. Yeah, I, I just, there's a great video out right now of the top five Brad Evans moments, and I remember every one of them. And the last one is he hits a PK in Champions League versus Olympia, and then. All hell breaks loose, and the angle I had, obviously, didn't see. He took a couple punches.
2: Oh. He actually
0: takes a couple punches in the ribs, and uh, he was just always so honest and open in the locker room, and you could talk to him during training, so Brad Evans would be my favorite sounder. apologize to whoever, but Brad Evans. <laughs> no, it's fine, man. It's, he's a great sounder to, yeah, to yeah. mention. Not, uh, yeah. I would say the same thing. So Okay, uh, yeah. favorite squad of all time of any team? Uh, goodness. Um I'm a West Ham fan. Yeah. So I went to a match, I went to a match there in 99 and fell in love. And even though they lost the game, it was full of stars. It was Paolo Decanio and and uh, Gerard and and Joe Cole and Real Ferdinand and all these studs, but boy they didn't do anything and then they soon got <laughs> relegated. So I don't know if all time. I guess I know where I was. Boy, my friends who don't like Man U will hate this. I know where I was when I saw the 99 treble. Man U won the Champions League versus uh, Bayern Munich. And I was at the Georgian Dragon. And it was standing room only. And I didn't know anybody there. And it was pack, pack, pack. So that match, I don't know. Boy, how about the 2014 Sounders that were so good with Oba yeah, and Clint? We're on the same page, Yeah, how about man? that? DeAndre Yedlin was on that squad. Yeah. Oba and
1: Clint, Clint uh, combined for over 30 goals yeah, that yeah. year. It, it was nuts.
0: I'll, I'll go with that because... Brad Evans was on that squad. Yeah, Ozzie, Zach Scott, the whole crew. So. <laughs> Jimmy was on that squad. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> 2014 Sounders. And your favorite player of all time. Favorite player of all time. You, weren't you supposed to send this to me so I could do a little prep? I, I could have, I guess. I mean, it's. A, um, I think because well, he was crazy. So if I say Paolo De Canio and then people look up how racist he was, yeah. and, or or at least made some racist gestures, uh, I'm out. Uh, just what I saw, Paolo De Cano was unbelievable. I, Brad Evans, everybody. I'll go Frank Lampard. Okay, I'll go Frank Lampard. He scored so many goals, and even though I'm not a Chelsea fan, he was the heart and soul of a London team that did so well. I saw them play uh, the Champions League final in Russia. Uh, versus Man U and, and Frank Lampard I always no I know who it is yeah do you guys cut all this out and just say no well, you know, this was, nope. Patrick Vieira
2: Oh. Patrick nice.
0: Vieira was my favorite player of all time it took me a while to get grooving here uh, Patrick Vieira midfielder captain for Arsenal of course and I just loved how he just bossed the game around wouldn't take any guff either home or away uh, Patrick Vieira it just took a few minutes for that Cinnabon creamer to kick in. <laughs> yeah. First cup of coffee. Anyways, yeah. Patrick Vieira, Brad Evans, 2014 Sounders. Next. All right. So we've got that established now. Uh, <laughs> let's
1: go to the actual uh, Sounders FC now. Uh, it's your third season.
0: It'll be my third season. Yes, sir. How's it going? It's going good. Do you mean, uh, you know, expand on that? How, how do you want me you to go? You expand on it. How, <laughs> God, you're good, Gregor. You're good. Uh, I would say my first year was a big cloud. Uh, it, it was, I had no, um, I had no stick I had no, I had no me. Yeah. I, I had The Sounders took a chance on a guy with no play-by-play experience. Uh, yesterday, uh, yesterday, last year during my second year, I found a groove. Sure. Uh, the middle of the year I was like, alright, that's who I am. I didn't know who I was. I knew who I was on sports radio or I knew who I was doing a show. I didn't know who I was and to let myself go and go crazy while still talking, that was, that was an effort. Um, <laughs> but then, you know, I just kind of got a groove, I don't know, June and I felt super comfortable and walk into the press box, walk into the broadcast booth and say, alright, Here's what we're doing, and I felt more in command. Yeah, Casey Keller, I would say, is extremely has been extremely patient with me uh, because I work with him most often. But I also work with Wade Weber and Danny Jackson and Pete Fewing. But majority of Kate with what a Casey great Keller. lineup you got! A there. Great lineup. Coach no, Pete's the best. Yes, absolutely. And Wade Weber is fantastic to listen to. People just don't know his name really, and he's synonymous with soccer in this area and and the nation. But I just I kind of I kind of caught a groove middle of last year, and I'm and I'm fired up to see you know the progression. You know what I mean? Again, yeah. I, I think the Sounders I think they were crazy to hire me. Um, but <laughs> again, you said just, a minute ago you
1: came in with no play-by-play yeah. experience, and
0: it was it was out there. It's I kind mean, of the we, dream. We, we we talked about it. You know, I've been in radio for twenty plus years. A lot of producing behind the scenes, but on the air quite a bit. Uh, but when you get going... It's different, man. Oh, my Lord. It's different. Woo. It's night and day. It's whatever you want to say. And so to kind of put it together, I still won't listen to my first game. I, <laughs> I have a CD of it, and I won't listen to it uh, for a while. Maybe until the next contract extension <laughs> or something. <laughs> Joking, boss. Uh, but uh, but I'm much more comfortable. And then when you're comfortable, we're all ourselves. Sure. Right? So I love the game. I'm from Seattle. That's what they wanted. And now I feel like I'm I'm getting there uh, I still would love the perfect like all of us would love the perfect broadcast at some point of course but yeah.
1: you got to chase it you can't find it cuz no, you exactly. know where to go
0: exactly so so with that it's so fun LAFC this weekend i just i can't study enough and <laughs> and you get addicted you get going and and a couple of days at work, I was like, I got to go now. Not that I'm a workaholic. Well, I am a workaholic, but not. I just had to go and peel myself away from doing bios and and things like that because you get sucked in. And I love soccer, so I'm looking forward to the years to answer the to wrap up that answer. When you absorb all that
1: information, I mean, do you have to be careful not to over prepare Absolutely. so that way you don't get
0: caught in these? Absolutely. What's depressing is. Is that evening or the next day I look and say, you didn't use any of that and you spent four days and countless numbers down at training and you didn't use any of it. So what are what are you, that's another step is what am I doing? So I simplified it later in the season last year. I simplified it. If so-and-so scores, if if something happens, I, I know all that stuff. So what am I not using on the air? You know, get that in front of me. Yeah. Because there's so much. It's each player there's so there's twenty two players and there's two coaches and there's a coaching staff. So what am I not using? Then I was thinking, Yeah, dumb it way down. Dumb it, dumb it down. The people that are listening to me, and I mean this sincerely, that are listening to play by play soccer on the radio are sounder fans. Yeah. So I can cut down on the opposition. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, yeah. I, you can cut down on the opposition. I'm no not one... listening for LAFC. This no, weekend. no. Right. Laurent Simon, a defender of the year and, and amazing player. But for Montreal, then stop, stop, move <laughs> on. No one cares. They care about who's got the ball for the Sounders. What's the score? How much time's left? What's the score again? Who's got the ball? What What was that? What was the score again? Yeah. And that's it. What, have you done any?
1: Um, have you had a chance to do any? I, don't know, I guess you'd say visual, any uh, television or streaming, where you're where you're presenting the game to somebody who is actually watching at the same time. I, rather did, than I did
0: seven games on TV last year, and that was a trip because you throw the stats out and you develop storylines. Yeah, because everybody sees what they see. You're then and, shut up. Well, yeah, and and Casey is great that po- that moment because. Man, he can say what he's. That's all we're doing, right? We're saying what we're seeing. And Casey's amazing at, bam, dissecting that. What just happened? And I'm thinking, yeah, I didn't see that. (laughs) And my friends at the Seahawks, Dave Wyman and Paul Moyer, were the same ways. They could dissect immediately. They see it in colors and forms. And I'm like, yeah, green and black. And um, But Casey's good for that. On TV, it's more about storylines and then the development of the play and then the big bam, the payoff. Cool. Yeah. It's, I think that most people wouldn't stop to think about how that's a different skill. Way different. You're talking the whole time on radio and I'm not being sarcastic. You're talking the whole time because someone, there's a blind gentleman at CenturyLink Field that listens to us. And sure. so I keep thinking... He wants to know where the ball is. He wants to know what side of the field is. And again, what's the time and score. Yeah. And so you're constantly doing that. This offseason, I've been listening to a lot of English soccer on BBC and listening to their development. And I'm like, they make it sound so simple. Yeah. They make it sound so simple. And the commentator, or I should say the color commentator here, he doesn't come in until the end of the play, which we really don't do that here in the States. We banter back and forth and we make it a story, a play, uh, develop it you know, and, and, and go from there. So, uh, On the, on the TV is,
1: streams and everything, you almost become friends with the characters or foes with them. Uh, they're actually characters part of the presentation, the way that they banter with each other and the way that they're talking and presenting it. Like, I know if I'm watching a game on TV, we'll, we'll leave uh, domestic sports out of it, but if I'm watching uh, English Premier League and sure. John Champion's doing it, sure. I know I'm in for a great narrative with my pal John Champion Yes, and so it becomes that whereas on the radio I feel like it's so much more about the specifics and the details yes. the nuances.
0: so how do you get there Yeah, that's the challenge is how do you get there John Champion is one of the sweetest men I've already I, I've met I've met him three four times I, I met him last time in Manchester wow. With I was with Arlo White Arlo had me job shadow I was job shadowing Arlo White last year what a gig what a gig it's always teenagers that are like freshmen in <laughs> <at> Tahoma High <laughs> yeah. School that come out for that not a 48 year old guy with a bald spot, and I'm sitting there with Arlo in in, in Man City Stadium. And here comes John Champion, and he looks at me, and he's thinking, "Boy, I know you." I'm like, "Hey, John Matt from Seattle with the Sounders." He goes, "Hey, yeah, how? how are you?" So on and so forth, and just a sweet guy. <sighs> but John Champion can put it all together. Yeah, he he can put it all together and paint the picture. But on TV. You have the facial expressions of the player that just got wiped out, the player that feels guilty for wiping him out. <laughs> or the not. Refer- exactly. <laughs> yeah. The referee that makes the call, then presents a the yellow card. You have all that. So in soccer, you've got to put all that together in 10 seconds. Ah, that's so, fantastic. Yeah,
1: it's fantastic. Yeah. Okay, other than uh, everyone having to commute to basically Egypt for the
0: matches, what's the buzz like for S2? Well, what? uh, what's the buzz like for S2 around your well, office? Actually, I'm sorry. But uh, Tacoma has totally wrapped their arms around it, and and I think it's going to take off. I think it's going to be interesting. I'm
1: not I'm not here to speak ill of Tacoma or of the scenario. No, but but I how is the that. front office like? If you know, right now, if you're if you're in the front office down in Pioneer Square and you have to go to sure. Century Link, it's not that big a trick. Yeah, okay? yeah. But if you're one of the people that support for S2, how's what's the buzz like in the office? Is it offset by
0: how excited everyone is or to know that you have to drive in traffic to an hour to get down there? Well, honestly, I first have to say that there hasn't been much of a buzz because we're building up for the regular season versus LA. Okay, you know what I mean, and and that's been the focus. But the partnership, and I don't mean to sound corporate because I can't stand partnership and networking. <laughs> those are two things that remind me of oat brand. The You're sy- too young. The synergy between yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Between the exactly. Just all of those words just make me just get nauseous. But the partnership with the Rainiers is amazing. So the Rainiers are going to be doing a ton of it. Yeah, that's right? great. And so and it, it is the the ownership of of. Yeah, we got this. You know, we got it's really exciting. Well, they also
1: have Casey Catherwood, who is the weirdest person I know and the most wonderful. He's the one that's responsible for all the uh, strange things that happen between innings at the games down there he that's to, a creative
0: that's used, a creative person
1: right and there. he's uh, I was speaking to somebody about his he used to work with another soccer team here in town and uh, at the Tacoma stars mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm pretending like this it's okay <laughs> and he uh he did all these crazy <laughs> elaborate stunting and everything and I was speaking with one of their marketing people and he was like yeah that guy like he would come in and rehearse and like write and practice and it was a, a whole production so for s2 to get that guy's weirdness all over it is gonna be really cool well
0: baseball people God bless him. It's yeah. every day. Yeah. I mean that is Can you imagine? No, no, no. No, no. A couple <laughs> friends at the Mariners and and it's it's a long season. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're doing good, bad. You're in hotels in Cleveland and New York and Toronto and I mean it's a long season. So, the creative, you deal with this. Mm-hmm. You have to be on every day. In baseball, there you're in front of a live audience, and some stunts aren't going to work. So you know what I mean. But back to back to S two, um, the team still uh, trains down at uh, Starfire. Okay, good. And and a couple new coaches there, and I'm uh, Wade Weber is actually the assistant. So I've been paying more attention. But it's going to be great. It, okay. it is. It is really going to be fabulous. And and the fact that it's not that Sounder fans and S two fans didn't own it and go to Tuckwilla because they did. But now, you know, Tacoma is kind of an untapped, it's not untapped, you just said Tacoma Stars, but right here with this soccer league, with MLS and and the bringing up, it's untapped, and it's the South Puget Sound area, again, not to sound corporate, is booming, it's a soccer uh, community. Plus the Tacoma
1: Stars of the sh- the Kent Showwear Center, so it's
0: like a, to yeah. be fair. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, they put on a great product. We had a ton of fun on Friday night. It was super fun, and that and they. You went to the Showwear Center. Yeah, another cool venue that a lot of people haven't been to. Man, it was so. T Birds games are awesome there. That's not that's to so get. Fun. Take a total right turn. Someone
1: but, tweeted at me after I was like, wow, this is so fun. They're like, yeah, just imagine it with ice and people that are tough or something like that. And I was <laughs> like, yeah. how
0: dare you? Um, and a beer in their hand. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so now, okay, I know it's pro sports. You mentioned it a little bit, but I want to know how the people around you are taking the whole Brad Evans thing. I get it. Like, players go away, but how are people bummed like you are? Is there a general
0: sense of loss or do you just move on? Well, it depends on who you ask because pro sports are pro sports and yeah. these things move on. Uh, we can talk about Jordan Morris's injury. I mean, injuries and Players moving on, players retiring, or players being traded. Yeah. Traded is always the funky one. That's all part of it. Yeah. I mean, that is all part of it. And yeah, but he's a leader. C- he's like a he's yeah. One of the, he's one of
1: the guys that you turn to. Absolutely,
0: a- absolutely. Are, so, are people feeling that
1: at all? Is there any bond that's between the front? I, I just don't know oh, how the I, relationship between the front office where you're. I think probably so. I can't at. speak
0: to it. I can only speak to boy. I remember the team getting their butt kicked a couple times early last year. Or yeah. how about 2016? that four-month stretch was really tough, you'd go talk to Brad because he he would talk to you. And he would talk to you on the record. He would talk to you with a camera. He would talk to you about the issues and what the youngsters need to do. And kids around here have to kind of straighten up and realize this isn't the sounder way. Yeah, leadership, I guess to answer your question, leadership is always missed. Hold on, Ray. Is there... Is something going to happen to me?
1: It's, uh, we're, we're turning into the ice planet of Hoth here I like from it. Star Wars. Um,
0: no, that that's always missed. But then the next guy's got to step up, and that is Coach Brian Schmetzer to the max. Okay. I mean, he that's to the max. Who is it going to be? Is it Stephen Fry gets, gets a larger leadership role? Christian Roldan, I think, is ready oh, to take that role. Oh, that's interesting. You know what I mean? Uh, he's Tucson in training camp this year. I saw him bitch out a player. I'm going to just say what I saw. Yeah, Just totally bitch out a player, and I was like, Wow, I haven't seen that. One of our and own? So, one of our own Yeah, players. absolutely. Yeah. Excuse me. Yes. Uh shot one of his teammates, and, and not not horribly, but one of those, like, no, you're out of position. Get back here. Mm. Go where you belong. Sure. And I was thinking, hmm, that, that was Brad Evans. That was Brad Evans. He had no problem yelling and screaming at whoever it was. And it's pro sports. You, you just kind of, you just kind of like, hmm, That's, it's a bummeries with Sporting KC. Yeah. Um, what have you.
1: So then... Okay, so it could be rolled on. What about a guy like uh, Roman Torres? Do you see
0: him? I know he's a big locker room guy. Is he an on-the-field yeah. leader? Do you see that? I see him. Well, we've all seen him be the enforcer. So he's the tough guy, and he's that kind of leader. You know, his lack of English language use yeah. might, might be that way. but Unless you got to yell at a ref. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a rock back there. So I think he's more by example, okay. but I think it's the stuff we don't see. You know, probably in the locker room, on the training pitch, things like that, because... Yeah, he's a leader with the Spanish speakers, Victor and Ozzie and and uh, Nicholas Ladero. But um, I think he's more the enforcer. It's it's good to see it's good to see him kind of come in the scrum and all of a sudden the guy gets pushed back six yards and like yeah, with Ramon on the field, that's not you're not going to get away with that.
1: Nico had a rough 2017. I felt like he didn't light up the same way he did in his first year with the Sounders. What have you seen in preseason from him? How's he looking, other than that goal in the first Champions League
0: match? How's how's he looking? Does he look like he's fitting in, or does he look like he's thinking about back home? Not that you asked me, but I think that the league kind of figured him out a bit. Absolutely get physical with him. Uh, He was leading the league in, in fouls suffered. He was right there with fouls suffered. So it was keep him on the carpet knock him down, stop Stop the play, make it start, stop, start, stop, stop, start, stop, instead of having him a free-flow kind of guy. He's super talented. Uh, I think he's super talented. And, and losing the Cup final last year in Toronto affected a few of these guys personally, not just professionally. He's one of them, and I think we're, we're in great shape with him in the middle.
1: All right. And finally, what do you uh what are you thinking about LAFC? It's a brand new squad. Mm-hmm. What do you anticipate from a big first match from them? I, I sorry to ask a question yeah. and step on it, but like no, no, no. I remember the first Sounders match and it was a big
0: deal and they came out and showed the Red Bulls what was up. Yeah. Does LA have that I, same look? I, well they have I would say I would say looking back at our two thousand nine team, even though that was a special evening, right? I mean everything. Sure. Tell me something what that went wrong that night. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. LAFC probably has more talent, has has more talent coming in. They've been together 35 days. Sure. And this team, the Sounder team's been together. You know, Garth likes to point out, 16 of 17 players, 10 of 11. Unfortunately, with Jordan Morris's injury, you know, 9 of 11 players will be the same that played last year together. So I think cohesiveness and, and chemistry is working on the Sounders' favor. But LAFC's got some studs, and they're going to be good, and they're going to be good this summer. I look for them more in this... It's a long season, yeah, right? 34 games. I look for them middle of this year to be rolling. I think the West is going to be tough. Not that you ask, but I think Portland's going to be tough. Vancouver's going to take a step forward. They To me, they acted like they were just happy to get in the playoffs and really Sounders thumped them. It wasn't the prettiest up there in Vancouver, but... Vancouver had no chances for 180 minutes. They're going to be better. Dallas is always a trip. Houston's going to be better. So LAFC is going to fit. Ziggy Schmidt, LA Galaxy aren't going to be as bad as they were. So I think the West is going to be tough, and LAFC are going to be right there.
1: Finally, after going twice to the MLS Cup... And coming back once successfully in this last time with nothing to show for it other than uh, Nico Lodero getting kicked a bunch. Yeah. What is the feeling like at practice in Tucson in the preseason for the team? Do they put that behind them or do they use that to fuel themselves to I something else? I think it's else?
0: focused. I, I think it's completely got them focused. It's, you know, there were five teams in the East that had more points than the Sounders. So there was no chance of hosting yeah. a final, right? And, and it was, it was. NYCFC, New York Red Bulls, Toronto, the whole group had better year, and that was kind of anomaly because the West has been so good. It, RSL has always been good, Portland, Seattle, LA Galaxy. So there was a dip. The goal really is to host a final. The goal, it's you know—it's not just to get to a final, it's to host a final. Long season. Portland can tell you right now, they had five massive injuries right at the end of the year. Derailed their whole thing. That derails seven months of work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That derails 34 games. They had, they had everybody out. Nagby was beat up. Char was beat up. Uh, Adi, uh, Fernando Adi was beat up. Anyways, this isn't a Portland show. But <laughs> the point is is stay healthy and, and roll at the end of the year, which the Sounders did. It's to get a higher seed. It's to get, if not the first seed, second or third seed, but be, you know, point friendly uh, against the East. So you're hosting the big match. And I don't know about you guys, but sixty-seven thousand guaranteed if we hosted a final. Oh my God! I mean, it would be electric. It would be. I dare someone to come in here and try and shut that down. Yeah, it would be. It would be so cool. I asked Brian that at the end of the last year, and he just looked at me like, "You're dumb." (laughs) I, I said, what would it be like? And he looked at me like, what, are you brand new? Did you just move here? Where'd you move from? So anyways, pick my ego back up. It would be unbelievable. So that's the goal. Obviously, you got to be playing good soccer in October and being healthy, and get yourself, start out better. Remember last year, there was a hangover. Houston kicked our butt in Houston to open the season. Uh, It was a slow start. Man,
1: that was rough last year. I had a chance to go to, I knew uh, my father-in-law was living there. I had a chance to go for the Mariners opener and the Sounders opener, both of which I was like, I don't know. And both of them
0: just got hammered
1: to start the season off. So hopefully a little different for both squads. But it was
0: a a great learning tool for Brian to say, I told you guys there's going to be a bullseye on your back. I told you guys you can't walk on the field and knock the ball around, and Houston came at us. So there was that. But now, I mean, we were second best in Toronto. It's yeah, not for It's sure. not a big mystery. We were second best for whatever reason. Garth Lagerwey, the GM, says, listen, we had a bad road game. Let's not throw out all the success. We lost one time at home last year versus Toronto. Sure. One time. Brian Schmetzer's only lost one time at home, period, since he's been here in the middle of 2016. So it's not a... You know, blow it up, get nervous, uh, freak out, the whole deal. Stay the course and, and start winning more. Here's a fact for you. In the last two, from March to May, the last two March to Mays, we've won 8 of 26. That's not good enough. Yeah, that's dropping that's so many points. You look right. at that deficit to the east, like yeah. you're never going to host. That, that's, not, that's not good enough. I mean ten to twelve or whatever it is, you figure out the points, but eight wins in twenty
2: six is not good Plus enough.
1: can we please not go to somewhere freezing for the final? Like can that <laughs> please not happen where we're playing on the tundra of Boy, Toronto? If it's cold. not
2: Toronto, could it just be Atlanta or <laughs> Orlando? <laughs> somewhere, or or somewhere in this house. Or yeah. inside. Yeah. Or I how about want to Seattle. Seattle. We don't wanna
0: we don't want Atlanta. Yeah. We don't wanna to go to Atlanta where there's gonna be sixty five thousand either. And they're gonna going going be here. they're gonna be great, but uh yeah, let's get somewhere Orlando Orlando. That's for Lando. Matt Johnson, radio voice of the Seattle Sounders FC. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, guys.
1: All right, Brandon, before we get out of here, I'm curious to know, if you had to look into your crystal ball, your crystal Pepsi ball... (laughs) <laughs> what do you see happening as the result of this game? What's your prediction for week one, Seattle Sounders FC versus LAFC CenturyLink Field this Sunday?
2: Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to say 2 0 Sounders. 2 0? Yeah. Oh yeah! Wow. As as much as I said that about cohesiveness and all of that, and not trusting um, how how well our midfield and, and back line really communicate with each other, I do think that you know you're bringing a lot. You bring in Ladero, yeah, uh, Victor Rodriguez, and Will Bruin, who had a great season last season. Sure. Really, really a renaissance with the Sounders. So I think that um, I I do think that we can put a couple in the back of the net. And I think uh, Stephen Fry is a good guy, and we'll keep it keep it pretty. Uh,
1: Okay, great. Uh, As far as the season goes, uh, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to the pod at Apple Podcasts, or however you get yours. I use the Overcast app, free plug, it's the best. Uh, Subscribe to the Full 90 Extra Time podcast, we're going to do this every week, and be talking Seattle Sounders stuff and being crazy and getting people in here to be able to hang out and talk like Matt Johnson. Huge thanks to him. Brandon, before we go, I'm going to say, looking into my crystal Pepsi ball, I am definitely calling Seattle Sounders FC 10, LAFC 0.